this morning I am, uh, I'm st- there's a whole lot of things stirring on the inside of me uh, because I've been going, what do you want me to talk about? And I had all sorts of things uh, that, you know, you, you sort of go, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about that, and then they all just fall in a hole. I don't know if you've ever had that problem where you've got to sort of think about each week or come up with something. And so I'm going, Lord, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and I'm going to talk about what's in my heart. What if, um, what if the church uh, was far more than what we think it is? What, what if it was far more than us getting together and singing a few songs and uh, hearing a bit of a message? What if God was wanting to do something in the world that was far bigger than what we can imagine or, or think? What if we started thinking with a what if mentality than a, a what was? Because often precedence uh, rules our future. But I've been thinking a lot about the church and what, what are you doing, Lord, in the church? Um, and I have this incredible passion for the church, which I can't explain, actually, because it's unreasonable. <laughs> because it's full of people. And so we're just all normal, and some of us less normal than others. Uh, but we're all kind of broken, and, and we've got our issues, and we all agree and disagree on just about everything. And yet we can come together and somehow God's chosen for this to be something more. And here we all are. And if we all got into a conversation, we would probably disagree on just about everything. But there's one thing that makes us common, if you like, that brings us together. We all have this one thing. Any hands? Christ. We all have this in agreement. We all go, yes, I believe. Or you're curious and you're going, yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm curious. That's why I'm here. And so from all walks of life and all different thought patterns and creative and less creative and God brings us together and he's brought us together before the beginning of time from all over the world, right? I mean, if you think about it, if God has any idea about the future, then he knew your parents, 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 and right back, and somehow he's designed it so that you would be here this morning as a part of this body, a member of it. It's, it's not some random thing you just decided this morning to come to church. There's a degree of God's hand in your life and in the life of his church, making it so. And so you're an important part of it. Why? Because it was purposed before the beginning of time somehow that you'd be in it. Is that, I mean, that blows my mind. I think you can probably tell. I was born in Papua New Guinea. Random. Who else was born in Papua? I know there are people born in Papua New Guinea here. Not today. Oh, come on now. <laughs> One talks represent. 
And then my folks went to New Zealand and we traveled around New Zealand for years. And then they were going to go to America because dad wanted to study Greek and uh, some guy didn't get voted in so the dollar was devalued by 20% so they couldn't afford to go there, they came here. Random, was it? There's other people. Who was born here in Australia? Okay, it's probably easier. Who wasn't born here in Australia? So probably a third of the people here weren't, weren't born here. Probably a third of the people. And yet, you're here. And it's not by accident. Because God has a purpose for you. And I think he has a purpose for us as a group to make an impact in this place, in this space, in this community as a group. Because doing things individually was never the plan that God had. The church is never a person. It was never talked about or spoken about as a person. It was always the church. That is, all of us together somehow. And when... The Bible talks about uh, the church. Let me, let me read this. This is uh, it talks about Jesus. The Bible talks about Jesus. What is the immeasurable greatness of His power towards us? Who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority power and dominion above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet now if it finished there that would be cool God put everything under Jesus feet he gave him reign over everything, over all powers, all authority, heavenly places. It's all under Jesus' feet. And we could finish it there and it would seem appropriate, wouldn't it? Jesus is in charge. I'll go back a little. And above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet. Are you ready for this? And gave him as head over all things, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things. That is, if you can handle it, the fullness of Jesus is in the church. Now, I find that too hard to believe. It's mystical. And so I receive it by faith. That is that in some mystical way, Jesus is present in the world in the most powerful and authoritative way through us. 
that was, by the way, that was Ephesians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. You're a part of it. Romans 12, 4 to 5. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of it. And it's, I don't know, there might be something like 50 chapters, uh, 50 verses that talk about us being the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills all things. That So what's the point that I'm getting to here? My, um, my dad used to talk a lot about the end times. And I like the idea of the end times. And, uh, and he talked a lot about uh, the rapture. Has anyone here heard about the idea of the rapture, theology of the rapture? That is, Jesus is going to come and he's going to take this church and it's going to be in the blink of an eye and we'll be with him. Uh, and you, we're not going to know when it's, it's going to happen. Uh, and, and I think that's cool. Like, I'd love that to happen. Right, so if you're if you're there and you're like, yes, that's going to happen, I'm going, yes, I'm with you. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> I want to throw in just a a curly idea. Let's believe for that that somehow in the future there's going to be this amazing re- return. In the meantime, what if we are the second coming? <laughs> What if, what if Jesus has come into the church through the Spirit to be in the world today? What if we are the hands and feet of Christ now and we don't, we don't have to wait for something to happen? And that, if that happens, God bless God for doing that. That's awesome. But what if right now, right here, we are the hands and feet of Christ. The Spirit has been given to us, poured out on us, to be in the world as Christ to the world. It's the best. It is. It's the best. It's, it's like Jesus is saying, I, I don't want to get the church out of the world. I want to get the, the church into it. I'm not... I don't want to take it out. I don't want to rip it out and go, now you're left without my body. No, actually, I want to pour my spirit in, in, and say, now you have me through these people. And we go into the world as the hands and feet of Christ. For many people, maybe the first coming, (laughs) the first experience they have of Christ. For others, maybe the second and it doesn't matter what you think theologically. The great thing about this, when I mean theologically, I mean eschatologically, right? That means end, end times thinking, right? Eschatological. Because if we go, yes, Lord, let it be, come quickly, and we live in that space, that's good. And at the same time, while you're waiting, we're going to be you by your power, by your spirit. That's why he sent the spirit so that we could be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. 
What if the heart of Netherlands is here? That life is pumped into the suburb via us. The life of Christ is distributed through this community church on the corner and the other one on the other corner and the other one on the other corner and and somehow all of these hearts in the communities are supposed to be thriving alive Christ in the world does it that, that, that seems like a good vision. I feel like that's a good vision. Lord, <laughs> I think that's his vision. That somehow, through you and I, he would bring life and light into the world. I can't contain myself when I think about this. And I think about the possibility of this. And uh, I've got to share something, actually, that I think this is how this fits in some way. I was with Steve Carolyn the other day, and uh, Bev rang. Steve's one of the guys, he's not here today, but uh, Steve and Bev are one of the couples in our church. And, um, and someone rang, and uh, they said, hey... Well, Bev actually rang and said someone had rung her and uh, there was a young man that they knew he was uh, on a river kayaking uh, and he'd gone missing and they said, can you please pray for our son? He's gone missing. And so get off the phone and, uh, and you know when you're with someone else and you sort of think, eh, don't really want to pray with people, you know that? Do you ever have that? You sort of, I'll do that at home in my own. That was my, it was like, mm. and, and then I've gone, well, let's pray now. As soon as he got off the phone, let's pray now. And so we did. And just, Lord, every minute counts. Pray you'll find this guy. And uh, three minutes later, we got a phone call. They found the guy. And, and I've just gone, is this, is this what it can look like? I don't know. I've had lots of prayers that haven't been answered that quickly. <laughs> You know, but but it seems that sometimes we, we're meant to pray and expect something in that prayer. And I think that's what it means to have all authority. We know that we can pray asking that and knowing that God will hear us. That's just one part of what it might mean. But what does that look like for us? Well, let's pray for our community. Let's pray for this community. Let's pray for every single person that lives on this street. What else might it look like? Wow, we can get creative about that. But I think that it looks like, ultimately, people, everyday, living, breathing people, who are serving other people sacrificially I think when we're serving people 
sacrificially, that's when we look most like Christ. Because uh, that's what he did. Serving others sacrificially is who he was. It's what he came to teach us. It's what he came to show us. It's how he died. I just want to finish there. I want to encourage you. We're more than what we think we are. And together, somehow, God has purposed for us to be far more. Father, thank you that we live and move and have our being in you. That you live in us and we represent you. I pray your spirit would uh, reignite something in us for your body, for the church. That whatever we may be thinking about it currently, you would... uh, slip something of your heart into us for your church. Something of your excitement about what's possible, what we might achieve together by the power of your Spirit. I pray you'd speak to us. And Lord, as we have communion, which is really a representation of the fact that we are one with you, I pray that your spirit would speak to us. Amen.